good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 768. Huh? Our guest this evening is Eric Bolander. While uh, Eric is not from Lexington, Kentucky, where we broadcast from here, he is indeed a Kentuckian through and through. Eric has been making music for some time now, and the slew of really thoughtful songs he's put out over a relatively short period of time makes him immensely satisfying to follow. Eric was with us on Red Barn Radio at least a couple of times. Ever since then, folks have been asking us when he's going to be back. Well, he's right here. Welcome Eric Bolander back to Red Barn Radio. It's like an illusion. Top sits still. You may never know if it's real. See the long on your face, even though you try to replace. I see you crawling out the window. Here burning all the bridges. Like a delusion that never reveals the cold that makes us still. I see you crawling out the window, here burning all the breezes. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. 
LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Eric Bolander is our guest this evening. I know you are going to enjoy his music tonight. I hope you'll also enjoy learning about where his music comes from. Eric has a new album, and I think he's going to be performing at least a few tunes from that tonight. Eric has a strong connection to the place where he grew up, a clear commitment to living a thoughtful and creative life, to taking care of people. In short, this is one nice guy here tonight on the Red Barn stage, and his music bespeaks the life he lives. We're really glad to have him on the program tonight. That's Eric Bolander, and... Um, these assholes. That's the name of his band, by the way. The only side to coal mines the top side. The fresh air, family. Spent your whole life living on the short side. A puppet on company string. Folks, great to have you listening with us this evening on Red Barn Radio. Our guest is Eric Bolander. He's here with fine 
troupe of players. Seth Murphy playing the cello, Ben Caldwell back there playing drums. He's been here before, so is Seth. And John Ferguson, who I'm meeting, I think, for the first time tonight. John's over there singing great harmony vocals and playing bass. And, and uh, Ben also singing those vocals. Hey, Eric, what have you been doing for the last couple of years? It, it has been a couple of years, though, since we met. It has, I think we figured out two and a half, three years ago or something. Yeah, right. A whole, a whole yeah. different world we lived in back at that yeah, time. Prehistoric days. Are you feeling like it was hard yes, during Yes, it's probably the answer to whatever questions come out of your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. During that uh, last two year period, was it difficult for you to sort of channel thankfulness? I think probably early on in the like the original part of the pandemic when almost everything was shut down, we were kind of in our houses or whatever. I'd take my daughter out to Jacobson Park and fly kites or something. So mm. there was like nobody around and something safe we could do outside and just spend that time. So I was very thankful for that. You know, the time I was able to be off work and, and be with my daughter. But then fast yeah. forward, <laughs> you know, eight, nine, ten months, and then a year and a half into, like, not really being able to play music. Fortunately, I'm also a high school art teacher here in town, so I was able to keep my job, but it looked a lot different, you know. So Ava then went from, she's five now, so Ava was uh, three then when this all started. What was your sort of childcare arrangement plan leading uh, up to pandemic, and did that all have to change? Fortunately, her mom and myself were both teachers, so at the time we were in the house together, and it was like, you know, it was easier because we were home, working from home, so okay. we could sort of tag team, you know. <laughs> yeah. Take her Tuesday and Thursday, I'll take her Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever, you know, during the work time when we were Zooming with our classes or, you know, working on our computers and things like that, but... You know, schedule-wise, it worked out okay, but it was, yeah, we were fortunate that we were both home. There was plenty of people that were still out working, and then, you know, they had to figure out their childcare situation. Wasn't just to pass the time, some of the days we spent. Long Ridge on the county line Up there where the west front went Days got longer Minds were free Lean on my shoulder We'll drive to song and be seen on Montgomery King Where we'll have lost ourselves on Take me way back when Montgomery Hill Put my bags on the tailgate Said, son, you'll do just fine Hit the road up the back first flight screamed and the sweat ran down my spine with no regret Take me away. 
way back when. You have family. Your mom lives out there where you grew up, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. town called Garrison, Kentucky. Oh, okay, yeah, where's Garrison? You can't get there from here. I've been <laughs> saying that my whole life, so that's the name of the newest record. But it's northeast Kentucky on the Ohio River. You go from Lexington by way of Fleming County, and, and you're pretty much there. The double highway cuts through it and goes through Greenup and uh, lands in Ashland, Kentucky. So mm-hmm. it's not far from Ashland along the Ohio River. Okay. Foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. It's a really beautiful country. I always say northeast so people don't think I'm from Pike County because it's like, you know, it's real mountains. <laughs> really? Do you feel that way that, that that's the real eastern not, Kentucky not really. south of 64? Culturally speaking, it's eastern Kentucky, you know, 606. <laughs> huh. Area code. It's like, I don't know, 606 is like a thing people are kind of proud of, I guess, you know, I guess being so. from a certain region. Yeah, Kenny Knick Creek cuts through Lewis County. It's really long. It's like just like a few miles short of a river. Kenny Connect cuts through, and the mouth of Kenny Connect goes into the, uh, the Ohio River. So it cuts right through Garrison, Kentucky. I would say that's a real distinguishing piece about Lewis County itself and Garrison specifically. Hey, 
takes another life. Granny weeps and holds my mother tight. Tell us about some of the characters in the town where you grew up. You'd probably just stay within my family, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> I think any kind of like small uh, TV show or like movie you see that includes a small rural town, some of those <laughs> same characters that are repeated, you know, like Mayberry or whatever, we had some of those characters. We had a guy that had two DUIs on a riding lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my uncle... Buford had a sawmill, and there was just all kinds of <laughs> shenanigans around the sawmill, it seemed like. Now, the guy that got the, <laughs> that got the DUIs on the lawnmower had taken the mowing deck off the lawnmower, so he just drove around town. So it was kind of a souped-up machine. <laughs> Not even. It just didn't have the <laughs> mowing deck. It wasn't even like, you know, wasn't, it didn't have like a motorcycle motor. It was just the original you know, Murray or John Deere or whatever it was. Yeah, he was a trip. That was, uh, yeah. That's definitely one I would write about. And then probably my family and my cousins. Your mom is there still. she well? Yeah, she's doing good. So doing Ava, good. go and spend time with yeah. your mom during uh, the my pandemic? My mom's mamma. Her other grandmother is Mimi. And then she has a, a papa on that side. My dad, unfortunately, has passed away a long time ago. But I have older brother and sister, and they're both married. So she's got aunts and uncles on oh, that side. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, where her mom's from and where I'm from both, I think she's got a, a little bit of all of it, you know. And I, I want that for her because being here in Lexington, we're fortunate to have, you know, a lot of opportunities for a small city. Uh, culturally, it's diverse uh, opportunities as far as, like, working jobs when she gets a teenager and things, like, options. Whereas growing up where I grew up, you drove 45 minutes to go to the movies or Walmart or something, you know. Huh. But, I'm, but I'm also on the other side of that coin glad that she gets to go and spend time where I grew up and see, like, what a small town's like, too. Yeah. All the beauty from it, you know. Yeah. A lot of love wasted on this feeling. All and all, it came straight from the heart. Picture this while you are winning. The thoughts of all can be tamed by an art. And it feels like I've only started. And it feels if there's no way for us to fall apart And it feels just like we're back at the start Time before the useless heat That was far from being we got laziness, a hopeless feeling that was far. We ate it off now, and it feels like I've only started. Feet. 
Just like we're back at the start. do union carpenter I think when they met they didn't either one of them graduated school and they met when they were both teenagers my dad uh. was maybe four years older I can't remember but they were like 19 and 15 or something like that and I think my dad might have been a, a custodian I don't know I have to ask mom I can't remember but he, he uh. for a hot minute he was like a custodian then he did some maintenance work and then end up getting in construction and carpentry my mom was at the house mostly she raised us and took care of the house then She'd work odd jobs and they need extra money and babysit. She babysat a whole lot uh, to make extra money. Did you say there were three of you? You uh, and yeah, two siblings? Yes, so I'm the youngest by eight years. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oops, baby, but my mom won't admit to that. <laughs> she always thinks funny. hope she's listening. My sister and brother. My sister is the sort of middle child, but she's ten months younger than my brother. So we were like back to back. My mom and sister and then my granny who passed uh, somewhat recently, they're all like real strong women and Hmm. So I had like real good examples of what strong females should look like and should act like. And then my dad was awesome with my mom. So I grew up having a male role model that at least treat the woman in the house correctly, you know, without yeah. being chauvinistic and just, yeah, it was just, they were, they were equals to each other and they loved each other very much. So I, I'm thankful for that, you know, to have that. So I think that's probably going to help me be a dad of a girl, you know, because mm-hmm. it is different. It's totally different, and who knows what she'll become and who she'll be and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's right. <laughs> at least I've got a little tiny bit of experience growing up, you know, around around women and seeing good examples that I can have some of that in my back pocket. But other than that, like, you know, <laughs> once they're teenagers, you never know what they're going to do. Right. <laughs> Even friends and, like, my musician friends and, of course, my bandmates and everybody, like, they become it's important to me, you know. I think when you make that connection and have a companionship with with someone else like it's important to treat treat it like that you know you want that back yeah pour myself another glass of purple 
back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Will it grow into a habit? Something I don't need but gotta have it. Why can't we just that this thing won't ever end, but it's through. I know it's through. I know it's through. 
Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. God have it. Why can't we just pretend that this thing won't ever end? But it's through. I know it's through. somebody that picked in the house all the time so I grew up as a music fan there was a you know a, a huge amount of bluegrass and roots and folk country music all around the region I was in and my dad would take me out sometimes on weekends and you know go hang out with his buddies or something that was playing music not very often but occasionally that would happen or I did have an uncle that played and had like a little shed with some instruments in it so I, I grew up kind of around it but just by proxy not by actual experience yeah, I didn't but start you had, playing guitar until I was a little bit older you had big siblings yeah who were so, listening to, were they listening to long hair music oh absolutely big hair music? So I had the hair metal 80s metal oh big rock hair. and roll you know I like to call it the t-top rock and roll <laughs> and then for my brother mostly my sister liked that stuff too but she liked a lot of the pop singers and uh-huh. then people like Michael Jackson and Prince and then do you like that yeah. oh yeah I did when I was a kid yeah heck yeah you know my mom and dad loved country and like classic traditional country don williams that country and but anyway so i had that too growing up around but then that's a lot of stuff i was a young teenager in the 90s so grunge and alternative took over my entire world pretty much for the most part and i think that was when i like thought oh this bluegrass stuff that's for old people now i'm so embarrassed that you know i thought that when i was a kid basically and then coming back writing songs later in life you know mid-20s or so, looking back on kind of being a kid around some amazing players, amazing richness of music in that region. We used to have a sorghum festival in the fall and close to my aunt, my my aunt's house, and we'd go there and be tons of bluegrass music in the background while you're, you know, playing whatever, you know, pick a number where the goat's going to poop or something. (laughs) You know, (laughs) know, some crazy awesome backwoods hillbilly games. Uh, It was, you know, the fun stuff, you go get a, you know, uh, whatever corn dog and walk around and look at all the stuff and, uh-huh. and so that music was always kind of there i just didn't appreciate it i've been to poppy mountain when i was younger which is in moorhead yeah yeah you know, so that, that whole region yeah tom t hall is from all the field which is well, where yeah. i served in the national guard i mean it's rich you know highway 23 almost comes through those county as well we're pretty close to that area why don't the wind blow me away Why don't the wind blow me down? Dried and test along the way. Wanna contest? I'm here to stay here. Yeah. 
I just got these eyes off Craigslist this morning. Oh. Uh, but I'm thankful for that. I love that Craigslist. <laughs> On my left, Mr. Seth Cello Murphy. <clears throat> Directly behind me on the drums and vocals, Mr. Ben Buck Caldwell. Buck. To my right on the keys and bass and Beach Boy backing vocals, Mr. John Fergie Ferguson. All right. So these guys all play in other, other uh, other bands and Ben and myself actually hmm. uh, played in a, a hard rock metal band years ago together. So what was it called? It came full circle. Modern Day Relic. All right. Yeah. So it's a little heavier than this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cello in that music. You're not a guy who just wants to get a bunch of people together and tell them all what to do. You want to collaborate and do some interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, so I had a good friend uh, years ago. Uh, well, it's my best friend Kev. Yeah, he'd been in bands all through when we were kids. You know and We've known each other since middle school age and his high school bands, I would go see him or go, you know, hang out and crash their practices or whatever. And, and even though I wasn't trying to play, I, I learned a little bit about being in the band. And one thing that he told me was, you know, it doesn't matter how good the person can perform as long as you can vibe with that person. If you have like some chemistry with them personally, then all the other things can kind of work itself out, you know, cause most likely you're, you know, you're jamming with people that are, competent enough, proficient enough to be in your band <clears throat> at some point. At that point, if you don't get along, what's the point? <laughs> you know, you just can't have a live show. 
I feel like I can tell when you see really, really fake things. And not not to downplay that, it's you know a way for musicians to make money. But yeah, sure. They're just not invested in that chemistry. I feel like it's it's felt to some people. Maybe not all music fans, but I think to some music fans, you can feel it. Yeah. You know, if it's not if they're not together. Leaving on a Sunday Gotta go and get paid Gotta make sure Get my feel Think I'm swimming one day Drowning by Friday Need once more Find my thrill Thank you. 
maybe it's true for vocalists too, but I can tell you right now, good drummers don't ever know what it's like to be in a band with a person who's not a good drummer. <laughs> no disrespect to any in instrument and any other talent, but for me, for rock, Americana, roots, anything with a drum <clears throat> kit and, and hard percussion that kind of sets the tone of the song and the music, they should be your best performer live. Even if they're not the most technically sound, they should be the most solid live performer. Ben's pretty awesome at that. So yeah. once you get that down, your other players fall into play, and, and then you, you can go back and forth with each other because you trust what's behind you. Huh. When that goes awry, shoo, buddy, everything does. You know? Yeah. I'm bad at guitar as it is, let alone <laughs> standing in front of a, a poor drummer. <laughs> I'm even worse. <laughs> you know, so I, I guess for me that is important, but then the chemistry part, has to be, you know, if it's 1A, then the chemistry part's 1B, I guess. Yeah. Have to have that. So in the past, other bands that I've been in went through other drummers, you know. I said Ben was in that metal band with us. Well, he was like drummer number four <laughs> by the time he came <laughs> along, you know. We stole him from another band, so. Huh. <laughs> came into this world of wonder. Stay with me till I leave. Had a raging sense of hunger More than you can believe Will it stay with you, I wonder Will it grow into the sun? I don't have all the answers I'm here on Came into this world 
with wonder It'll stay with me till I leave Did you ever have a music teacher? I didn't. I took choir my senior year because my girlfriend was in that class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. And then I found out I had to sing at graduation. I was like, what? You know, I was that kid. Ornery, as my mom would say. You wanted school to be bad. done? You wanted to get yeah. back on the football field? You I had football, sports? yeah. I had football that kept me kind of honest. I was like a low B, C average kid all the way until senior year. And I was like, oh, yeah, college. So then I had to do all the things my freshman, sophomore, junior teachers were trying to tell me to do. And then, you know, then buckle yeah, but, down a little bit, but. But it's not like you didn't have a teacher. You had a coach. What about your football coach? Was he a good teacher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was what a big mentor teacher? of mine. Yeah. He what was, did he teach He was a PE health teacher, and he was awesome, yeah. Um, he was great at connecting with kids, and uh, especially, like, in the sports area. And his his brother was my middle school coach. So, it was, yeah, it was like a family affair, you know, small town huh. type stuff. And they were both big, big mentors of mine as a teenager, for sure. Because I wasn't into art. Like I said, I was a music fan, just not – you know, by proxy of other people, I'd sing at home by myself. And my mom thought I could sing, but everybody's mom thinks she could sing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't have sort of the confidence, I guess I should say, to try to really sing somewhere. But high school choir, like this senior year, she, you know, she made me do a few things. So it got me out of my shell a little bit. So then when I started playing yeah. guitar, basically my freshman year of college, started playing and singing a little bit, but not in front of people. Huh. That didn't come until I was like 25. As I'm learning to play guitar and just kind of singing in a closet somewhere or whatever. But all I think all that just sort of built up for me. So when I actually started writing some songs in, say, my mid-20s, I had a little bit of an idea of creating something from scratch to finish, even though it wasn't the same medium. But, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I kind of see songs, too. Like, when I write, like, I hear it in melody, but, like, melody's my strength for songwriting but also kind of visualize like an artistic not not like a scene or something from a movie just sort of like imagine if it's a sketch or painting what would this look like or if it's a photo or huh. video like what is this looking like as well I think huh he's on a space pontoon with the moon in tow he doesn't know what to do or where to go He's just trying to live his whole life Search of hope Search of hope He sees all of the signs But no one believes just wants him to know what it is he sees. He's just trying to leave his own life. Search of Time he climbed so high, his mind left his feet. Don't be in a hurry to die, your journey's yet complete. 
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are so many people to thank for our program. First, Eric Bolander and his band, our guest this evening. We are ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each week. That's John and Matt and Kate and Forrest and Melinda and Eric, and of course our producer, Mr. Ed Commons. We want to thank our enthusiastic and appreciative studio audience tonight. And we thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the Red Barn network of stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com.
Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. <laughs> 